It's about that time to grab your favorite snack and sit back and relax because you are now listening to the Movie Time Podcast with your hosts, low-key geek Renee Zalata and Blake the Wolf. Take it away, boys. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's time for another episode of Movie Time. Brand new week here. It's Indie Week. Blake, are you ready for this? What's going on? Bro, I am wearing my uh, shirt to reference the movie we're talking about today, which is Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, Wait, that's not the movie we're talking about today. Wait. What what year is it? Oh no! Yeah, this turn is turn the plane back around. Back. Yeah. We're talking about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That's it. Reverse yeah. it. That's it. Whoa, whoa, no, back we're going up. back to the wrong year. Oh my goodness! What have is we done? Age, is my de aging technology working? I am technically a seventy eight year old man. I think that we finally figured it out. I think we're close. We're close. Um, your the the dialogue and facial expressions don't necessarily match properly just yet. But I think we could fix that in post. We'll we'll fix it in okay. post. Yeah. We'll yeah. So so yeah, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. But yeah, uh again, we are talking about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We're gonna be talking about everything Indiana Jones in this episode. So thank you so much for joining. If you are a fan of Indiana Jones and you've turned tuned into the right episode here. Uh if you don't know already, you got myself Renee Loki Geek here and my buddy Blake the Wolf. We are the movie time movie bros where we talk about movies every week. Thank you for tuning in, like I said before. If you're brand new and you don't know a damn thing about us, well, you should catch up and learn. And by doing the best way to do that is by subscribing, following, listening to our episodes, liking them, if you want to see more of this kind of stuff, um, following us, all that good stuff. Yeah. It's Indie Week. Follow your indie content creators. That's it. Yeah. And That's and it. this week we are one of many, I'm sure. Um, wh- where we stand on Dial of Destiny? Well, you'll about, you're about to find out shortly uh, because I got the chance to see it yesterday. Blake just saw it right prior yes. to this recording, so you're going to get a fresh reaction from him. And he also just informed me that he just watched Kingdom of the Crystal Skull just in the last couple of days for the first time. Yeah. So talk about what a great comparison to have a conversation about right now, Um, especially with what people originally thought of that movie compared to what I think a lot of people are going to be thinking about this movie. It's going to be a very interesting conversation that a lot of people are having this weekend and for the next couple of weeks. So um, I guess we might as well just dive into things at this point. No need to preamble and and the filibuster and all that kind of unless you have something you want to say yeah Yeah. everyone knows indiana jones it's a thing i was surprised that the last movie was 15 years ago i know yeah if you told me it was like 2017 i'd be like yeah okay that kind of makes sense yeah 15 years ago so you i i think the first thing i'll say is i am not as big of an indiana jones fan as you is my understanding you're more of the 80s guy i and you you rewatch all of them recently i've 
mm-hmm. broken it up over time. I, of course, was raised on it. There was the PC game, which I really enjoyed. Oh, yeah, kid. yeah, like, yeah. I, I knew Indiana Jones, and I just like I knew Han Solo, right? Like, yeah. these are characters, uh, mm-hmm. legendary. You you would have a, a, a fuller relationship with it, and you've also rewatched them. So you're going to yeah. have more recency with, with all of them in your mind. I am going to be more like the film history, film nerd guy who is entertained by things like this. Right. Um, so I'm, that's why I like having these conversations with you as we kind of mm-hmm. meet each other in the middle and have a full conversation about a new movie and try to figure out like, is it good? And does it do its job? And you right. know, where does it stand compared to the other ones? I'm curious where you, where you see all that. But um, I'm wondering if you got a little bit of whiplash by snaking your way through uh, the different, uh, thank you. Uh, t- yeah. The trajectory. And, and then also like a lot of time travel stuff going on where uh, you, had to, yeah. you dealt with a lot of different versions of Mr. Harrison Ford in the last yeah. few days. So how was the, uh, maybe we start there. How was the, the marathon? How was the indie binge? Um, the binge was actually pretty enjoyable to be honest with you. Um, every now and then I do like to go back to those movies and rewatch them. Um, I may not necessarily go through the entire library and catalog like in a week or whatever the case is, but I'll go back to, let's say, Raiders or, um, you know, Last Crusade, which I think for a lot of people, they consider that to be probably one of the better movies of the entire series and everything. Um, But yeah, I am a a longtime fan of Indiana Jones. I remember the first time I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. And uh, it's an interesting story because I was at my uncle's place and he owned Betamax. Yeah, he didn't have VHS. He owned Beta, which is the smaller cassettes, uh, which uh, I believe Sony was trying to promote and push out and they, they failed. Um, but he had it on Betamax and he would pop it in and I watched it for the very first time. And of course, my first reaction was, oh, it's Han Solo because I knew Star Wars before Indiana Jones. Um, but the, you, give or take? Like, was the I, movie fresh? I was like, you to dox yourself, but you were like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was a seven or eight at the time when I first watched Raiders. Um, Perfect. Yeah, yeah I, I, it is because I feel like like every boy at that time we we fall in love with kind of like the swashbuckling adventure type of series and movie, right? Um, it it shows in the cartoons we used to watch and in the movies that we tend to like gravitate towards. So it made a lot of sense. And then obviously after that, I watched Temple of Doom, and I just fell in love with the entire series. And it's interesting too when you look back; it's crazy how Indiana Jones owned the 80s because the first movie came out in 81 the second movie came out in 83 i think and then the last and then the last crusade came out in 89 so it was really a predominantly 80s franchise you know and blade runner in there and the second two star wars movies yeah there's a run there where the dude has some of the biggest franchises Uh, it's amazing legacy it's unbelievable and Swashbuckling is a good word for the Harrison Ford character. It's just like yeah. that adventure, uh, like a modern day cowboy, a uh, John Wayne, but he's got more of a sense of humor and a softness right. to him, but he's still like a tough guy. Yep. But he's a sweetheart underneath all of that kind of thing. Like, I think he's essentially like a perfect action hero for that era, that generation, where we're going from the John Waynes to the, I don't mm-hmm. know what we have, like, 
today who who that legacy necessarily goes to. Yeah, but he's essentially like it's he's a perfect actor for that, and absolutely crushed it for half a decade. It's like, amazing. Maybe one of the best of any actor ever. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, There's some people it, have like a couple franchises in them. That to have three big ones that have been remade in recent years is unreal. Like yeah. to have that staying power. Yeah, and it's it, it, it's iconic too. It's like every role he touched, what ended up becoming pretty iconic. Um, depending on where you stand in like your movie fandom or your your taste in in certain type of media and all that, like everyone knows who Indiana Jones is. And when you think of Indiana Jones, automatically you think of Harrison Ford. Like you don't really think of anybody else and, and all that stuff. I think of the cartoon. The what was it called again? The I. Young Indiana the Jones. The young Indiana Jones and all that. Yeah, that's what I think. Wait, who's Harrison Ford? Yeah, of course you think <laughs> Harrison Ford. I'm a, like, I'm a, I'm a big boy. I, I think these are actually, these are good franchises for you and I too. These are things that we yeah. either really liked when we were young and kind of through our whole lives. Mm-hmm. And we were both seeing them around the same age, I'm assuming, right? Like Close enough, I think, Star yeah. Wars, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. I think I put off Blade Runner until later when 2014 yeah. came out, but 2049 is one of my favorite movies and Blade Runner also, of course. So this is one of those places where you and I on the like classic films Mm -hmm. and blockbuster 80s nerd culture stuff, like we have a full overlap. Our Venn diagram is pretty much the same. Right. Partially helpful because I was, we're both seven year old boys when we see our first Indiana Jones movies and go, awesome. I want more of that. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so reliving all of that this past, this week was enjoyable, you know, and again, it, it, you can't help but uh, remember where you were when you saw these movies and kind of like your childhood, like memories while watching it. And, you know, the, the adventures you would have in your head about this character, where you want this character to end up and, and all that stuff. And then you start create, like, creating um, mini storylines of, oh, you know, if Indy had to tackle this, this is probably what would happen and, and all that. And then after The Last Crusade, for a long time, we didn't get anything. We got maybe a video game here and there, several books, comic books, whatever the case is. So when Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out, obviously tons of people, including myself, were excited because it's like, oh, we're finally going to get another entry into the Indiana Jones kind of mythos. And then we got what we got. And for a lot of people, they were very disappointed. I was very confused i was like what happened like something something weird happened and then to have that long lasting effect 15 years ago where it was a situation where we i don't think we're going to get another one after this and i think this is where the mythos ends at this point you know then disney buys lucasfilm and then they make an announcement we're going to make another indiana jones movie harrison ford is on board blah 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 this and that and we got not Spielberg to direct it. We got James Mangold, this, the guy who's responsible for uh, Walk the Line, Copland, Logan, um, Ford versus Ferrari. Like these are great movies in, in their own rights. These are enjoyable movies. So we're like, oh, we got a pretty decent director to direct this movie. This could be something. So obviously the hype was there and everything like that. Then they premiered it at Cannes cons or cans however you want to say it and you know we've been through that that regimen already before um and people were just 
panning left and right, you know, and all of a sudden the word came out like, oh, this may not be good at all. But you have to go into it with a fresh mind and open mind and be like, you know what? Maybe that crowd wasn't meant for that movie. You know, I mean, it's kind of weird that they would premiere it at a, at a, a very prestigious event like that. So maybe it wasn't the right crowd. So I went into it. And the I, I, I do my usual thing. Again, those of you already know, Kaufman Astoria Cinemas, afternoon showtime. That's me. That's where I am. And the the audience was, it, it, the theater itself was like half full. I mean, school's out, you know, so more people are free to, it's, we're, we're going into a holiday weekend this weekend for July 4th. So people are off from work or they took off. And I was surprised, and, and maybe I shouldn't have been, it was mostly seniors, like older generation, you know, and it reminded me of when we watched Elvis when that came out, where yeah. my audience was kind of that audience. So it shows you, oh, this is the legacy of this character. Like people love this from back in the day. You know, they love the, you know, and of course, these are people who grew up watching Harrison Ford and all that, you know, so they, they, they consider him to be one of those like top tier actors, kind of like your Paul Newman's or Robert Redford's, all that, like they, they would put him in that category. And then the movie shows, right? And it, and it plays out. At the end, some people clapped. You know, some people were like really pumped. I sat there dumbfounded. I was like, what? It's same feeling I got after Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Like, what the heck just happened? Because this was not what I was expecting. And for the most, for most, for most of it, I felt very disappointed. Disappointed because I didn't have feelings for the movie. As I watched huh. it, yeah, huh. I, it's okay. it's it's You're one of those surprised. it's one of those hard things to describe because yeah. I wasn't the man. I was yeah I it like like what what did the new kids say today like middling it was very middle or mid yeah. right mid. Yeah. yeah it was very mid because I wasn't overly enthusiastic I didn't feel overly thrilled I wasn't like at the edge of my seat I wasn't mad and i wasn't sad i was yeah. just eh. you know like like i'm watching this i'm like eh. <laughs> it's weird Would you, do you think you'd rather have hated it or like had a strong reaction or... yes yes 100 percent. like and like i i would have rather like this is bullshit they fucked up yeah. the whole thing you know they ruined the franchise blah 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 i rather felt that than be like huh like really confused as to a lot of the creative choices that they decided to do. Um, I, I do understand why they may have done that, but at the same time, I'm wondering, but you didn't have to do it like that, you know? And, and I don't know. I, I think it's just, I, I think it's also a product of maybe the whole nostalgia thing has run its course and maybe certain things that we grew up with that we enjoyed should be just left in the past, which is kind of interesting because this movie kind of addresses a similar kind of topic where maybe some things were just le should have just been left alone in the past instead of trying to reinvent it or recreate it or revisit it and all that. So those are just my initial kind of like 
you know, above the surface kind of like feelings and, and, and emotions of it. You are, you just saw it. So you, you have a fresh, like I had time to like mull it over and like sit with it and all that. And this is really how I feel. Um, like what were you, what are, what are your like initial thoughts before we start really diving into the whole meat and potatoes of it? Fairly empty theater, similar crowd. I did see like a generation, what looked mm. like a grandpa, a dad. Yeah. A that that was kind of sweet to see but for the most part i think part of what happened is they lost what that generation would have been with yeah. crystal skull because otherwise if they'd had a hit you could have one of those things where it's multiple generations of people going to see the movie together and we've talked about right. before that can be box office just a money grab if you have right. every age group has been affected by this franchise kind of concept mm -hmm. um Personally, this is funny because I didn't think you and I would be differing this much. <laughs> I have a really hot take that I'm, I'm kind of holding on to. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll get to it in a second. It's not, I'm going to, let me, let me get to it in a second. Overall, I wasn't that mad or that happy about the movie. Similarly, Matt, but I did enjoy it. And I did think it was successful. Okay. I think it did a good job. I think. How do I put this? Actually, before I get to that, your, yeah. your theater, um, I had a couple people who seemed into it and okay. it was a mostly empty theater. Yeah. I was surprised because I'd been, I'd been shopping for Oppenheimer and Barbie tickets and hoping people cancel seats <laughs> and I can maybe get better seats, whatever. <laughs> Sold the hell out. If you're looking That's at like- fascinating. I love hearing screen, that. The main screens on the first night, like yeah. the best theater, it's full and it's been full for a minute now like since they dropped i'm pretty on top of this stuff i get the notification i put it off a little bit by the time i get around to it mm -hmm. in a day or two full indiana jones i could have sat anywhere except like three seats when i booked my ticket yesterday like mm -hmm. that's really sad yeah i'm guessing this will be a bit of a flop and it might have some legs a holiday weekend be in the theater for a few weeks and enough people see it but I don't think it's going to be a success financially. There's always a question when we talk about, uh, sorry, before I get to that, what, what, yeah. what was your theater's reaction? Were that were people into it? Was it empty? Yeah. Like, like, like through, throughout the movie, I've heard, I heard a lot enough audible responses that people were really into the movie, you know, like they, oh, like okay. they would be like super amped at certain action scenes, you know, when certain, the callbacks like to past movies, like when you see Sala for the first time showing up, you know, everyone's like, Oh, that dude, I love that guy. Or when, when you, when you hear certain references, like there was a moment where, um, Indiana Jones is, is scaling up a, a, a cliff or a wall. And, you know, he, the age, the whole age thing comes up and it's like, I'm this old guy. I drank the blood of blah, blah, blah. And I almost had my heart ripped out, of, you know, all that. So it's like references and callbacks to the old movies. And you heard like audible, like laughs and chuckles and people like, hey, I, I love that movie, too. You know, and all that. Um, so and like I said, by the end of the movie, people clapped. And for the most part, I think a lot of that older generation really enjoyed it. Um, so, you know, it could have been mixed, you know, because again, there was younger people in the, in the audience too, like myself. 
Um, I didn't hear much from them, but you know, again, you can't hear from everybody. So I, right. I, it's kind of I, I would say like if I were to like really judge it just based on the auditory uh, responses, it would be like straight down the line in the middle. Unless it's someone talking on their cell phone or booing, right? Then it, right, or snoring, right. it's pretty right. good. Anytime you hear uh, "ooh" or a laugh right, or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and how full was the theater? Ish half. It was half. Half full. That's a lot fuller. Than yeah, mine. that's interesting. Okay. Oh, but mm-hmm. you did see it the opening day Thursday, so people who were excited to see it would have gone to that. Show. Yeah, that and it was like it was okay. afternoon, you know, so it was yeah. like a good amount of time, I, I think, you know. And plus, I'm in a more not suburban, but more suburban-like type of neighborhood yeah. than Manhattan, you know, so. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, on those, some of those references, feel free to sprinkle those in because I haven't seen them since, a couple of them I haven't seen since I was younger. And then I think yeah. it's the kind of thing it'll just be on or you're, everyone's aware of all the references. So I, I've probably seen the total of Indiana Jones recently. And I, I rewatched um, the Sean Connery one a few years ago. But the references, I'm not, my brain doesn't really work as as good that way. There's times where like I know a reference, but then people are reacting. I'm going, wait, what? What are we reacting to? to like, <laughs> yeah, look at what up. did I like, miss? Yeah, feel, feel free to sprinkle those in. There's not much to get into on like what's this movie really about, but it is funny what you're mentioning. It's it's kind of arguing for itself to even exist by being like, <laughs> no, Indiana Jones, you belong in present day also, right? right. And you don't need to just go in the past. I'm like, mm, that's kind of what we're doing. But that, that, that leads to me to my overall question about Indiana Jones. There's these products that we really cherish when we're younger. These yep. like IP or films. I know for me, Sandlot <coughs> is one of those. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, one I hear from other people is Goonies. Yep. I didn't watch Goonies till I was in my twenties. And I said, I don't get it. And people who saw it when they were young go, it's the greatest movie of all time. What are you talking about? I have Goonies tattoos. I have all the Goonies merch. And I'm going like, but you have nostalgia for it. And yeah. I don't know. Uh, another one, actually, a, a decent example. I'm going to bring it up now. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. When did you first see Space Jam, Renee? Because that was my favorite <laughs> movie. And if you ask me, is that movie good? I would say, hell yeah. Worse, if I rewatched it a few years ago, like I did, I go, holds up, still great. How uh-huh. much of that was nostalgia? Because when did you watch Space Jam? So yeah, so this is yeah. Those who who know me know that I never watched Space Jam when it first came out. You know that it was one of those things where I just missed doesn't the love whole. Movies and doesn't love basketball. That's what. Yeah, that like I hate. Yeah, Renee. and I and I hate you know Renee. Yeah, I hate animation. Basketball. I don't like Michael Jordan, <laughs> and Warner I think Brothers. yeah, I think yeah. Bugs Bunny is a piece of shit. You know, so you that's like, you know, IP, yeah, all of it. Nothing yeah, about it. no, Bill Murray, no. anti. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, him. Forget it. Even more so. Like he's he sucks. Um, Ewing, Charles Barkley, that idiot. You know, it's like come on. Um, but no, but I watched it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, everything. (laughs) Everything is the complete opposite of what we're saying right now. But because you and I and and another friend of ours were having that conversation, you know, because we were getting ready for the new movie to come out, like the new movie was coming out. And the conversation was like, oh, Renee has never seen Space Jam. So what year did Space Jam Legacy come out? That's like two years ago, three years ago. Two to three. And the original was what? Ninety five. Ninety. Yeah. So I finally, yeah. So I finally decided to watch it to see what the whole, what all this hype was about, and I was just like, eh, it was okay. I mean, I, I didn't. I greatest wasn't... movie of all time. I had 
like 15 friends coming over for a birthday party sleepover. We all watched it. And we had the best night of our lives. I bet if you ask any of them and we put it on right now, everyone yeah. goes, it's great. See, it holds up. Yeah. But yeah, of course, the same as with me and Goonies. Yeah. And people are looking at you like, what do you mean? It's amazing. Right. It's so yeah. Michael Jordan. It's basketball. It's anime. It's Looney Tunes. I think that's kind of what I'm, uh, is that that's, that's the conclusion of your Space Jam thought. Yeah. It's kind of a man. Yeah. It's yeah. not, was it bad? I actually don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't say it was bad. I would say it was a product of the time. Like it was, ve- it felt very nineties. It felt very nineties. Okay. You know, if if you if you are someone who followed sports in the nineties, if you're someone who followed like kind of the trajectory of the Looney Tunes characters and all that, all of that spoke for that time. You know, yeah. You, yeah and yeah. again, if I watched it at that time. I probably would have been all in on the oh this is great this is actually pretty hilarious but it for me who you know didn't see it at that time and I saw it later on I'm like eh, it, it's kind of like lost to me because I wasn't part of it when that when it originally came out you know well, I guess that's another question too it's not just how old are you when you see it it's how does the thing age yeah Do you think if you were of your present mind in 96 when it came out and saw it <laughs> That you would have been like, yeah, it's it's for kids, but it's okay. Or do you think you would have been into it? Does that make sense? Because like that's yeah, how old someone is, how it ages. There's things like comedy where, yeah. as we've talked about this before, we don't have to get into it. But like comedies don't age more than twenty years usually. If rare, for a, yeah. a comedy to really stand the test of time, it is rare. Very rare. So things yeah. that your parents thought was funny, you might understand the reference and get. But yeah. one generation above <clears> that, <throat> it almost might as well just be like not funny or not even right. attempting to be funny with exceptions or physical comedies are, are, are an exception to that. But do you think it was more what age, if you had seen it as a kid in 96, I already know you would have loved it. I am yeah. certain of that. Do you think it's like it aged poorly or that you were the wrong age for it or maybe both? Um, I, I think for me personally, it's a little bit of both, you know, because like I, I look, I love animation, you know, and I love if they could. I love it when they attempt to blend live action and animation together. Like I think, Jim, too, you said was your number one movie. <laughs> well, that in itself had its own little <laughs> issues there, but but I gave it a shot, you know, and I went into it like with a very open mind and all that, and it just didn't it didn't stick the landing for me. Um, no. But Which, but yeah. I will say, like comparing the two. I definitely did enjoy the original Space Jam more than sure. Legacy because I thought I it mean, was a better yeah. done movie, you know. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it'd be hard pressed to find someone who disagrees with that, right? Um, yeah, just the biggest LeBron stand ever. Um, we're talking a lot about Space Jam, but we're also talking about Indiana Jones, and we're talking about the Goonies, we're talking about Sandlot, we're talking about anything. It's nostalgia. Because what I'm getting at here, hear me out. Yeah, I gave Crystal Skull. 3.5 stars and the new Indiana Jones 3.5 stars. They're closer to four than three. I watched them and I go, this is doing what it's trying to do. This is an Indiana Jones movie through and through. It's kind of corny and it's kind of roll your eyes and it's kind of campy and it's kind of fantastical. It's got like that, like dirty sand covered mystery. Is it really a, a mat is magic real? Is it our love of science and learning and that spark? Mm. And he's having these big adventures and, a lot of the exact same beats happen in every single one of the movies where he'll just avoid danger, but then it turns out he's trapped anyway or something like that. Like the same cadence of where it's not really funny, but it's like 
the way things kind of time themselves and, and the, mm. the way the plot unfurls. He thinks he's safe, and now there's a, he's in a room with a snake or something like that. Like these kind of things happen in all the movies. My theory, and this is going to be blasphemous to I'm sure people who are like purists for the old ones. What if the original Indiana Jones movies aren't that good? What if they're at the right time? We were at the right age for sure, but even if we were adults then, and they've aged fairly well, but there's a reason there's not a lot of young people in these movies. This isn't Star Wars. This isn't like you can wait 30, 40 years and people who grew up on it and were watching it as young people would still be like, that is actually a high quality product that will stand the test of time. These movies, I'm going to go and say it, are just as good as the original ones, give or take. And I'm going to be, here's, here's the argument for my objectivity which I don't know if this is really true because I was a kid when I saw them and I have love for those and I don't really love these, but I did think they were successful. This isn't my genre at all. Mm-hmm. This is, I don't really love the the like magical, fantastical, historical right. thing happening. I, I like things that are more realistic and more grounded. In reality. More grounded. What I like about Indiana yeah. Jones is that he's just a professor who's got a few skills. He's decent with a whip. Um, he's okay with the gun, but other than that, he's he's kind of a normal dude who has some belief that there might be something else going on in the world and pursues that. And then you see some Nazis' face get melted off, and you're like, "Okay, hey, that's ridiculous," but I do like it when Nazis' faces melt off, so I'll go yeah. along with it. Um, not really my genre. And so when I rewatch the originals, I'm kind of eye rolling a little bit, where I'm like, "This is a little silly. It's a li- it's camp." Like, mm-hmm. I think the original Indiana Jones movies are like high very good camp i don't know how successful they really really are and i don't know if many people do because everyone saw them they were box office successes back in the day i'll give it that it may have been like the right movie the right time the right movie star if you'd had i don't know what a young emilio estevez maybe that's the wrong uh, generation if you had like a (laughs) michael douglas and they're like it just doesn't work something about the character just doesn't translate Michael Douglas actually makes sense as Indiana Jones. I'll try to think of someone else. Yeah, Bill Murray play Indiana Jones, but he tries to do it seriously. And if it if it wasn't the right action star at the right time, the right director, early George Lucas, right? Maybe maybe these are just as good of movie products, and yet we're comparing them to that original thing that we're nostalgic for. Is that possible, or is that how does that feel to you? I mean, do you know that the originals are good. Am I, is this blasphemy? Yeah, I. I'm not going to say it's blasphemy because I do understand what you're trying to say. Um, but I, 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 I do have a counter to it too. And I think, I, and I'm hoping it, it would make sense to not only you, but to those listening and watching right now, because what Blake is trying to say is not blasphemy. I, I do understand what he's trying to say here. Um, and, and also just to correct the record before people start flaming you in the comments, the original was directed by Spielberg. It was Lucas who wrote it. Um, so yeah, again, I just don't want, uh, calm down people. All right. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a worked up simple right now, mistake. Yeah. I love that you're worked up right now. And please keep writing in the comments. I'm, I love that we're someone riled up. That makes me so happy. Uh, correction, Spielberg directed the first movie. Um, you know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, I'm gonna get him back. I'm gonna let him know who's who's that he's an idiot. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm okay with that one. My yeah. bad. Um, but but what this is what I'll say: the original movies 
were meant, were made and meant to kind of mimic movies of that time period that they took place in. So, for example, Indiana Jones, the first two movies, and and I believe the third, were all taken place or took place in the 30s, right? And the most popular form of entertainment at the time was like the serialized TV programs, the serialized movies. It's been well documented and known that Spielberg and Lucas grew up watching that stuff. Lucas made Star Wars kind of an homage to like Flash Gordon serials and all that. Um, so, and it, that's why it's kind of like a space opera, you know. When Spielberg worked with Lucas on the Indiana Jones movies, it was again homage to those type of serialized swashbuckling type of shows that they grew up watching or movies that they watched in the theaters as kids. And because of that, it still fits that mold. So if you are someone who's into those movies, you could go back and watch those movies now and see like, oh yeah, these are great representations of those movies at the time. If a younger generation cannot watch those movies, these are probably the same people who cannot watch Casablanca, who cannot watch like like that stuff, unless they're really into it or they're film students or whatever the case is. Star Wars is a little bit different because I feel like when you deal with like space opera, anything space or alien, that still can relate to today, you know, in in a certain way. Logical in a way more than Indiana Jones is. Right, I think I, I don't. I'm not trying to <clears throat> make, like grief. Like the, part of the reasons why the superhero movies nowadays are, are essentially like those kinds of stories will be timeless is yeah. we're dealing with like the same Greek tragedies and sure. it, the reason why people still study Greek gods and are fascinated by it. I don't know if Indiana Jones necessarily does that. It might be more localized to mm-hmm. a reference to 1930s entertainment, 1940s yeah. entertainment, to to. It's like a, a react and like just one guy's adventure. Yeah, he's not really doing a full. Maybe I'm wrong. Like, if someone honestly, I am curious about this. This is one I would be like, oh, thank you for leaving that mm. comment. Someone could make a claim that he's following the hero's journey or something. I don't. I don't. I haven't thought about Indiana Jones in that way. But Star Wars feels transcendent mm-hmm. in that regard in a way that Indiana Jones doesn't. I, and, and also for the reason you're saying, the space of it all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, in in yeah, in in a certain way, yeah, you're right. Um, I think the appeal of Indiana Jones is that again, it plays out like a story, like you're reading a story or a novel, you know, and it's a chapter of this guy's life, because every time you watch an Indiana Jones movie, it takes place like all of a sudden you're in a situation that this guy usually finds himself in somehow, and he's trying to get out of it. You know, like like the Raiders, it starts off with him in pursuit of this idol, and then all shit breaks like happens and and you know and all that stuff. In the second movie, he finds himself in another situation. The third movie, it starts off with a flashback of him being in a certain situation and then like present time for him where the movie's taking place, it's a situation related to that original situation, you know. So and you you get you you see him meet up with people that we don't know, but he's known for years and or decades. And like, oh, like he's my buddy, he's my friend. You know, we we go on adventures together. I'll never forget when Temple of Doom starts. You know, and they're in the little restaurant, and he's dealing with like the the Asian gangsters, and he has a, a waiter that helps him. It's like, oh, we've been on so many adventures, Indy, and he dies like that. It's like this is it for me. It's like, oh my god, I would have loved to see the backstory of this 
of them two like working together in the past and all that. But it's you can it's, almost see like a James Bond where like different actors right. can play it at different times. It's, yeah, and you can almost have it set in different eras too, which it, it kind of has done. And with Harrison Ford, it would almost be fun to see a transcendent Indiana Jones character where right. it's and maybe they tried to do that where they could pass the reins to a younger actor and then it didn't really work out for a bunch of reasons with Crystal Skull. Right. I don't know. But yeah, you could see that, right? Where just every 10 years, there's a new Indiana Jones guy and it's more of like a type of character and someone's got a new angle on it. Yeah, no, definitely. And and I, I think that's why those movies, in my opinion, are timeless. It's the audience taste that changes, right? Because as yeah. a younger generation, they may not be into that anymore. You know, like I, I totally understand why someone who's never watched Goonies in the 80s will watch it now and think it's a piece of shit. Like, I totally get it because it is a product of that time. But it also was a movie made to mimic the product of that time. You know, like Indiana Jones is made for a product of a certain genre, a certain type of uh, form of entertainment that's timeless. It's just who's into it or who's not. You know, it's like I, I, I guarantee you ask normal everyday um well, they're not millennials, but what's the younger generation after millennials? It's like Z, Z the Z generation. Yeah. If you ask them, generation oh, have Z, you? Okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, if you ask them, hey, have you ever watched Casablanca? Have you ever watched uh, any Hitchcock film? Have you ever watched, you know, what, all that stuff? Majority of them will probably say no. And then majority of them will probably say, I have no interest in going back and watching a black and white movie. You know, and, and that's just like that's just how it is, right? And 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 all that. Um, but what I think that makes it different now with these new iterations of the Indiana Jones movies that we're getting is, I think they they they're trying to recapture those moments of that time period where the the era that they're making the movies in has already fully advanced and moved on from it. You know, and I think one of the, so one of the things that really took me out of uh, Kingdom of a Crystal Skull was the amount of CG that was used in it. You know, the minute I'm starting to see gophers running around that don't look like real gophers or monkeys swinging from trees that don't look like real monkeys. Like once I started seeing a lot of that stuff, I was like, wait a minute, this no longer feels like Indiana Jones to me. This really feels more fabricated and all so it makes a lot of the scenarios and situations far-fetched a little bit more absurd than what he was finding himself involved in in the past right um in this now movie and, and we're i'm just gonna say this right now we're gonna go we're, we're open to spoiler territory now we might as well just like dive in and, and say this stuff the fact that you had 20 full minutes in the beginning of the movie retelling a story that took place in the 30s with a it's not a i don't even think it's de-aging i think it was like a deep fake because i think the body mm. was different i think it was a different body but you had a, a, a cg generated young harrison ford yeah. with are, are you sure i'm not trying to say you're wrong i'm, I'm, I'm you thinking sure I, i'm guessing okay. i'm guessing because that's what it looked like to me um because it, it the body moved like a young indiana jones the face was not his obviously it's cg but the voice was a current harrison ford and AI, wow yeah 
they have new VFX technology for this movie coming through decades old footage that the Lucas film studio had Mm -hmm. and used AI. That's amazing. Yeah. See now for an accomplishment, kudos. I mean, that's amazing what they were able to do. It's better than what they did with the last couple of de-aging movies we saw. Right. It was the best I'd seen today. And it turns out de-aging is not the answer where you try to iron out wrinkles. and Yeah. Which they did do later on in the movie. Like when, when they had the flashback of him and and the, the father of, of, uh, Phoebe Waller, Bridger's character, he looked like an older indie, but not current old indie, you know? Yeah. But that looked better, in my opinion. That looked like more realistic because at least the voice matched the face. Yeah, you, know, you had old gruffy Harrison talking like young indie, like young Indiana Jones. That did not work at all for me. I was just like, what's happening here? This just sounds, because he sounds like already defeated, and already, like, like, like he should be more energetic, more like, you know. Um, how, how much am I getting paid for this project? Sorry, right. I meant uh, can be the mysterious object. Yeah, I'm never letting this character go. Um, you know, and, and I wasn't expecting to see a full 20 minutes of all that. And immediately you, you set the, the tone for me. It's like, oh, my God, this just feels weird already in itself. Then the whole time traveling aspect of it. It's like now we're getting into a territory that's very, very not far-fetched, but not within a realm of Indiana Jones that I would have expected to see. Mm. Because, yeah, I understand like Indiana Jones can like deal with like kind of mystical things, supernatural stuff, you know, things that harken to like, um, you know, voodoo or like kind of like the unexplained and all. When they touched kind of like multidimensional travel and aliens in in crystal skull i was just like okay now you're starting to approach a territory where i'm like i'm not sure indy fits here at this point now you're fast forwarding and now you're going back in time you know and i'm just like wow like metatext where the movie is doing that in reality going back to they're trying to go back to the era realizing they can't right and that he shouldn't be stuck in the past as part of it but also just the attempt to do so and then bailing or yeah. wanting to bail out from that is interesting. Yeah. Um, I didn't view that as much of a problem, but part of me is thinks it's all kind of ridiculous, right? Like, <laughs> sure. Any, <laughs> there's the thing that it's like, what, and I, I actually don't know the, like the metaphysics of Indiana Jones, but I think it's essentially, there's things that are like magical, but they can actually be explained with science. And so an archaeologist and scientist is the best guy to uncover right. these things. And it's not ever doing pure magic. I think this one also did that. Now, if you're skeptical and not really loving the movie, I can see why it didn't work. I tried to think of it through, like, the one where he just magically appears in an, in an other time from a long time ago. No. Mm-hmm. the The... I guess what I'm saying is if, if you're not feeling the movie, it's it's going to look ridiculous. If you are, it works because it still follows essentially the same rules. And yeah. in fact, it's doing like Archimedes math based, old school math based sure. time travel concept. Yeah. And if you go to this point at this time, at this angle and yeah. follow this compass, then you can kind of get through. And it was absurd enough, but they all have those gaps in the science yeah. of it that they're not going to really be able to explain. But they're also, I don't think, ever going to go full magic with these things um where now indiana jones is like uh anyway i think it worked for me because i'm skeptical of all of them and that's part of where my objectivity about it it comes in handy 
because I think they're that's I think they're all equally ridiculous in that regard. And that this one isn't more so. Am I wrong? You could make a um, case that I'm wrong, but if you're not feeling the movie, it's going to fall flat. And if you are, then it then it'll work. Every situation that Indy finds himself in is is hard to explain if you're if you don't believe in it, right? right. And I think you make a good point because when I watched uh, Crystal Skull, I watched it with a friend who was who's really into physics. And really into all that stuff, you know, kind of like the the interstellars and all that. Like he eats movies like that up because he's like he follows it, he believes in it, all that stuff. Because there's a scientific reasoning and explanation behind everything that happens. So when that movie ended, he sat down with me for like a good fifteen minutes. I was like, "Well, you see, if you look at it in a more physics centric kind of mindset, this could really happen. This is very explainable and all that." Interstellar or Crystal Skull? Crystal Skull, because like the oh. the beings, the beings, uh, they're not from space; they're from another dimension, right? That's how they explained okay. it, right. and right. everything was done uh, was explained by in physics. Now, in in this new movie, Dollar Destiny math is talked a lot you know the mathematical equations and everything is is discussed a lot so if you're someone who's like a nerd into all that you are probably going to say this is very easily explainable and I, I i appreciate what they're trying to attempt here and all that at the end of the day yeah it's all very ridiculous and it's all very like all right we have not seen this in real life yet so this is bullshit this will never happen but right. it's it, far-fetched even if right. it could be possible right, right? Yeah, but I I think also it, it just for me personally, and I can't speak for everyone who's not liking this movie or who may have a negative opinion about this movie. It just it didn't feel like a uh, a choice that Indiana Jones that we would have probably expected Indiana Jones to find himself in, you know. And I and I don't know if it's so much of a situation or scenario. But I also didn't like a lot of the the character choices they made with his character. <clears throat> kind of, kind of like. So again, we're talking spoilers. So I'm gonna recap kind of where where Indy is at this time during during this movie. Indy is like what, like in his seventies now at this point. You know, he is retiring completely from work as a professor. So we, we catch him like on his retirement day when he's about to be done. Marion, he got it. He are separated because and this was an interesting thing that they kind of explain. Mutt LaBeouf is dead. He's dead. You know, and how he dies is because he got he enrolled in the army. He enlisted in the army enlisted, yeah. and he died while you know during service. And because of all of those things, Indy is depressed. He is like super sad. He's like not himself. He's he's at the at the point where like he doesn't give a fuck about anything anymore. <laughs> Which why are you even doing this? Is the question right. he keeps asking the people. Why am I here? Yeah. Who woke me up? I want to be in my trailer again. Yeah. Right. Which sad. Which we already saw happen to a very iconic person in Luke Skywalker when that movie came out. Kind of like someone who was just like, fuck it all. I don't give a shit. I'm going to throw away my lightsaber. You know, like at this point, he might as well just threw away his whip, you know, and or whatever. Um, and then you kind of see him get reinvigorated because, oh, I'm actually off on an adventure. But he's not fully in. His friend, Sala, who was like, 
I bought a ticket too because I want to go with you because I miss these times. I miss these days. And he's like, no, it's not like that anymore. It's like those days are behind us. So he's like, dude, you should be feeling that way too because this was your life. This has been your whole existence this whole time. You know, and it, it was just, it was very depressing and sad to see him that way. And the way I describe it um, in my letterbox review was, it's like watching your parents age and get older because you're so used to seeing them so energetic and doing and uh, capable of accomplishing so many different things. But then when you see them get older, slower, their energy is lackluster, you know, and they're not as into things as much anymore. And watching this series right now is kind of like, where <laughs> it's kind of like that at this point, because at the end of the movie, and I know we're jumping around and all this kind of stuff like that, but it, it, it there's a, there's yeah. a reason. They go back. You made me think of the ending. Yeah, because they they go back. Yeah, they go back in time, right? Uh, They're they're all astonished, like, "Oh my God, we're actually here! This actually worked!" You know, this this is like the moment Indy would be like, you know, all like fascinated and you know, kind of like when you know he got the Grail for the first time and like, "Oh, this is like amazing!" And then he unfortunately gets shot, so he's in pain. They crash land. Everything looks dire. Right, and he meets the uh, the inventor of the the dial that they're they're you know it's Archimedes, right? That's uh, Archimedes. Uh, Archimedes, right? And at that point, Indy is about to give up. He's like, you know what? I'm not gonna make it. So just leave me here. Yeah, I'm gonna just stay here, and I'm just gonna die with a, an inventor that I admire. And then you have Phoebe Waller Bridge, who's like. No, you can't just stay here. You don't belong here. We need you in our in our timeline, you know, which is their present and all that. But you have an indie who's like ready to give up. He's like, like my life is shit at this point. At least ready for a nap. Yeah. 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 He's like, I've done it all. I'm ready to just call it quits. And that was so disappointing. Yeah. Part of the whole thing about Indiana Jones is he is cynical and he's kind of condescending and he's kind of has that general gruff like well, here we go again, kind of attitude. Yeah. But he's excited by his passion and his field. Yes, yeah. Part of the problem of this plot, and I think part of the reason why that decision doesn't work, to, to really sell why he's that despondent, you'd have to really make it sad. You'd have to lean into yeah. his dead kid and the divorce. Yeah. Instead, yeah. they show the divorce paper and go, oh, are we going to be really sad during this movie? Is yeah. this like a lovelorn? Like he's crying himself to sleep and like, can't get inspired to go get coffee in the morning right and then yeah. his kid's dead and like are we gonna do funeral flashbacks like that's the saddest funeral yeah and they don't they don't kind of justify why he's so depressed by bringing you along with him and making you feel that and being like oh i would be tired too yeah instead it's got this weird bothness as if all life leans towards i'm tired i want a nap i'm an old guy i'm curmudgeonly right. Uh, here, I really don't want to keep going. Like, right, please right, right, right. let me die. Like, that's a really sad moment when someone's like talking to their grandparents, their parents. It's not like I'm ready. I've lived a full great life. It's yeah. like, no, I want to die. Like, that's yeah. a really rough thing to sit through with one of your favorite people. Right. And so doing that with Indiana Jones, that's, I, I see it there. That doesn't really work. To me, what did work is the adventure and the other people including mm-hmm. the bad guy, Mads Mikkelsen, absolutely crushing it, uh, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and then the young kid, 
I think all did a good job with their characters and their roles. If you told me this was supposed to be, which this might sound absurd, I don't know. If you told me this was supposed to be leaving Indiana Jones in the past, and now Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the new Indiana Jones character going to take the baton on or something, right? Like, I'd be like, actually, that kind of makes sense. She was like passionate about it, having to learn some big life lessons about is the money or helping people more important or donating it to a museum. Part of the reason why Indiana Jones' motivations didn't seem pure, it wasn't for love of the game and the sport of archaeology. Mm-hmm. He kept being like, we just got to give that to a museum. We're not going to sell it. And it was just like, I got to do what's right. And right now I'm caught up in another mess and I have to, as if he didn't want to be doing archaeology at all. He was just doing what he felt like he morally had to do. Like, well, crap, now I'm stuck with these Nazis and I don't want them to end the world. And and I, all of my past decisions are now irrelevant because they turn back time mm-hmm. and the Nazis win, which I get it politically. He's correct. But that is is that what we want from Indiana Jones is he's doing the thing because he has to, not because he loves to and mm-hmm. wants to. Part of what's fun about him is his passion for this subject. Yeah. There's a time even when uh, Mads Mikkelsen's character is asking, like, can someone help solve this riddle? And Indiana Jones isn't doing it. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge is. Two things here. One, the reason Indiana Jones isn't doing it is because it's not the right thing to do to help Mads Mikkelsen's Nazi character. Right. Agreed. But the other one is like he's just not doing something, and Phoebe Waller Bridge is, and she's like treating it like a young Indiana Jones would, where he's making a lesson out of it. Like, anyone know the answer to this one? Anybody? Yeah. Uh, no, that's incorrect. And she is the uh, passionate uh, instructor, professor, lecturer type. Right. Indy was more when he was younger. Yeah. It's really hard to get behind a character who doesn't want to be in the movie at all. It's rough. And to do that, you kind of have to earn it. And I'm not sure that they did. I'll go with you on that criticism. While, while overall, I think the movie was successful, that was the hardest part was watching Harrison Ford and his character trudge uh, along, drag their feet. Yeah. And asking the audience to come along in full spirits. It's not going to be right. an easy ask. It's not. And, and again, for someone who is as iconic as he is, it's kind of weird to see someone else take over. Like, like, and don't get me wrong, Phoebe Waller Bridge did an amazing job. But at the same time, too, it's kind of positive negative also because it made me more annoyed at her because she was doing everything that Indy is supposed to be doing. Like, why right, isn't right, Indy right. doing this? You know, right. instead he's just uh, just there, like well, I'm not going to do it. You know, and, and then you realize, oh, she's doing all this stuff because she has another ulterior motive. Like she's either trying to create a distraction or, or trying to do something else. Again, everything that we saw Indiana Jones do in the past. So it is interesting how the roles have kind of switched. Now, if it was a different type of story, I think by the end of it, he would realize, oh, you know what? I was like that. And, you know, I missed those days. So I'm going to, you know, I learned a, an important life lesson and all that. But at the end of the movie, he wakes right. up still wondering where the hell he is, you know, kind of still like la da da. Marion comes back because, you know, she basically was told that I think Indy's going to die. You should be here. And he says, Oh, I missed you. And they kind of rekindle their thing. You mean but, when Forrest went back when Ginny was on her deathbed? Yeah, right. <laughs> the same sad, like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. You're finally rekindling it. 
yeah. both of you uh, are pretty tired. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, what happens two years after that moment? Like, one of them probably passed away, right? I mean, like, like <laughs> well, two years, like, Indiana Jones probably just jumped off the balcony. I was like, oh, finally, I kissed a girl again. I, As he I grabbed felt- his hat, yeah, which I hated that Here's- closing thing, too, where they have the hat dangling on the clothesline, and like, oh, I'm going to grab it one last time. Like, <laughs> there's a moment when he sees it at some point and someone brings him the hat. He goes, ooh, as if like, ooh, my hat. As if he's actually, he's not excited about anything. He really loves his. He just his loves hat. his hat. Yeah, he loves the hat. I, it's a great. It's a legendary hat. And it's an awesome hat. Service, but you're not doing yeah. very well because he didn't care about anything. No. Except he was excited. He goes, oh, my hat. Yeah. Um, uh, the, at the end of the movie, what's I think that's another good point. If they had, if he got his spirit for adventure back, right, that would have been lovely. Instead, he goes, "Oh, I get to rest now. This yeah. thing that's been plaguing me, I'm sad about. She's here. Yeah, I'm gonna hold her, and she smells him, and that's it. It's like yeah. I finally get to rest. And if if that's where it's going, that's what I'm kind of saying. It would almost make sense to hand it off to somebody else to say, right. Oh, we're okay. He." That's a beautiful thing is when you go, oh, my grandparent is tired and they finally get to rest. Like mm-hmm. their pain is over. They're happy now. They're better off. Like that's a better version of it than them saying, I don't want to be here anymore and I'm fucking tired. Yeah. But the problem with that is it's not where you want to get in an action adventure movie. Right. You want him to rekindle his spirit and he's now like into it again if all you're doing is ending it with him saying, finally, I get to rest after a few mm-hmm. nights sleep, he wakes up, he's still like, just d- still doesn't have any energy back. Okay. This, this should be the last Indiana Jones movie. Cause I don't know if you, maybe the next one, he would get his spirit for adventure back after, but like, it's getting harder to enjoy. Yeah. It, I, I, I wouldn't, and, and you can also, I, this, I think it's going to flop. I don't know what the budget was. I can't imagine this making its money back. I heard, I heard right the budget now. was pretty, pretty nuts. Um, especially since I think they had to do reshoots and all that too. So I, wow. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do think internationally this movie is going to do really well because again, iconic, you know, figure people love Harrison Ford internationally because again he still he still resonates with like the old school actors like acting tears and all that so people will always recognize him in international markets and and everything kind of like 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 I said like your Robert Redford's your Clooney's your you know Tom Cruise at this point Tom Cruise is in that same tier too because Cruise was huge in the 80s also as as a younger person so um, but yeah, but it, it, it's yeah. To answer it's, the question, sorry, it was three hundred million budget. That's yeah. It's looking at sixty-five million on the opening weekend, maybe one hundred and forty worldwide. Basically, it's not looking good, especially with the way numbers drop now, yeah, more than they did before. So, um, to it needs to, which I still don't understand how these numbers quite work. There was a three hundred dollar million dollar production budget, but they're saying it needs. 750 million because of even. yeah because of marketing because that doesn't include okay. like marketing all budget pr costs. all the promotions yeah. all that stuff yeah um yeah because uh, yeah it's, the, that. No, it's, it's there's no way in hell 
No. Um, it's, and, and I think it's also an effect of how many people were also disappointed with the last outing of Indiana Jones too. Like, I feel like, oh, if it's just going to be like that, then I, I don't have high expectations on, on this movie. I remember there was a, a week when D23 happened. And D23 is like the Disney-centric convention where they made a lot of these announcements and they uh, released a lot of new trailers for their upcoming movies. Uh, The Little Mermaid was part of that. Indiana Jones was part of that. You know, all that stuff. I remember the one that people were excited about the least was Indiana Jones because I think a lot of people were just... It's gotten to the point where I think people are just tired of the franchise because of the poor outing of the last one. And, you know, again, I think they look at Harrison Ford. It's like, he's so old. How can he still be doing this? Even though he is very passionate about the character and and all that, um, which is fair. Um, I wonder, though, I, I do wonder because, you know, with Spielberg directing the previous movies and him taking a break from this, I wonder how it would have felt if he directed this movie, too. Because if anyone knows how to capture nostalgia well, it's him. And we're, we we saw that with Fablemans. You know, he still has that old school nostalgia lens that he has a very good, good keen eye on. Mangold is a little bit more modern. So I feel like Mangold tried to put a modern day spin to it in a, in a way. It felt more like a Pirates of the Caribbean movie or a later... Yeah, I'm sorry, or I have to go off you know, camera for one second. Sure, keep do your thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but go ahead. No, yeah. So it it kind of felt like more of these like modern swashbuckling type of movies that we've gotten. Maybe like later on, Mummy, um, or Scorpion King, or whatever the case is. But it definitely it rang more true to like pirates, like the the more recent pirates movies. Um, because in a way, it did kind of it was lacking a lot of the pulpiness that the original movies had. Um, the, it didn't feel campy at all. You know, it did, it did feel a little bit more modern. And I, the one thing that was lacking too, is I really wish they honed in on Indy adjusting to the current decade that he's in. Cause that's one of the things that I really liked about um, Crystal Skull, which, you know, there are, there are things I did like about that movie. It was, him adjusting to the 50s and the change in time. You know, you, you, you're dealing with like the the motorcycle heads, the greasers, as they called it, uh, against the preppies. You know, how uh, people are in like motorcycles and all this kind of stuff like that. You have new technologies. You know, you're in an age of the atom bomb being tested. So it's, it's indie like adjusting to a newer time that he wasn't ready for. And then now in the seventies, I believe this was like late sixties, right? Um, been 69. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, because it's the moon, moon right? Landing. It's yeah. The moon landing. So again, it's another era that is so brand new to him that he's finding a hard time finding himself in and adjusting to, I would have have loved to see them explore that more. So like maybe if this was like indie, 
investigating the Russians going into space or or China he going into space. He and goes to Woodstock and kills <laughs> yeah. the music and is like, ooh, let's go on an adventure. But he's tripping on his way to And South he's America. tripping balls, yeah. He's looking for the ayahuasca, the origins of the, the real mystery. Oh, my God. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, like, I'm curious as how different it would have been. But, like, maybe for me personally, that's another reason why I felt very disconnected from this film um let's talk about let's talk about the acting real quick because you you brought up a lot of great performances yeah i agree with you mads mickelson was he's just really good in everything that he does and he was like the perfect villain in this movie it wasn't too big no it was somewhat subdued but which it made it even creepier yeah it was successful for sure. And it wasn't, he wasn't even doing any big moments of like crying, weeping, screaming no. very much. But that, I think that was the right choice for the character. He, Maddox Mickelson could do that in his sleep. Yeah. We didn't have, thank goodness, the Kate Blanchett problem of the last one, which unfortunately yeah. Cole, yeah. blew my mind because she's the greatest actress yeah. of all time. Yeah. Top three, top five ever. And I, I was literally watching it just trying to figure out, like, is it because the pieces around her suck? Is it because the dialogue sucks? I actually asked, is it possible they were saying, do an impression of the villain in Rocky and Bullwinkle? Yeah. She did a, such a good job. I believe, was, I believe that's it. They may have said, we want you to turn up the camp to the point where it'll look like bad acting. And people will yeah. say, she's a bad actress in this one. And it's actually, she did the job so well. Exactly. She did a good job of doing a bad job. Something like that had to be going on. Mads Mikkelsen did not do that. And it's almost like they learned their lesson the opposite way. They go, maybe do as little as possible rather than ridiculousness. Yeah, I, I think being a very bad guy. Yeah, I think the whole problem with the Kate Blanchett character was that it was Lucas and Spielberg kind of like, yeah, we kind of wanted like this, like really mustache twirling type of villain, you know, and very campy and over the top. And her being the great actress that she is was able to accomplish that. And that's what you got. But right. it, it totally didn't work for a lot of people. And it was that just like, doesn't this, well at yeah, all, no, at all. back in the day, like the, like ridiculous stereotype of the bad guy from the country we don't like. Right. It's easier for people to swallow when they haven't met a bunch of people like we're in the less globalized <laughs> world or less sensitive or we right. haven't all heard what good accents sound like, et cetera. Yeah. Um, where it's just a caricature and a stereotype of some other bad guy. Um, so I think that that works. I also kind of like the angle of the Nazi who wants to kill Hitler. Something about that I thought was entertaining. Where I'm like, because, oh. because he wants the power. So it's it's like that's a very Nazi feeling. So there's that's one aspect of it. But I think the other one where he's telling the soldier the former US soldier, you didn't win the war. The Nazi Hitler lost the war. And he's saying, I looked at Hitler's mistakes and I I didn't read it as he wanted the power. I read it as he <laughs> wanted the Nazis to win, and he knew from history that Hitler loses the war. Which there's a version of that. Uh, I mean, every single war in history ever, if you switch this guy with that guy, maybe you have a different outcome, right? That's how I read it was he was actually not for the power for himself. He was pro-Nazi. Well, to the point it, where he became anti-Hitler. You're, you, no, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I shouldn't have said he wanted the power. He just wanted to do it right. And he's kind of like saying that, like, Hitler did it wrong. Right. He, yeah, right. Sorry. Hey! But I'm but, yeah, I'm but, sorry for any yeah. Nazis who are offended by my great friend <laughs> just now uh, of appropriating the word Reich uh, yeah. for a stupid joke. Fuck off. Um, yeah. that, no, the, but it's true. It, it, it's, uh, it's like 
that is like the Nazi mentality. It, it's like perfection, right? Because again, they 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 claim to be the perfect race, and that's what kind of like what started the whole thing. So it's it's it is fascinating to see someone with that mentality being like, well, Adolf messed up, and I'm just trying to go back to get rid of him and do it the right way. Um, and and I just to to a go, lot of people. Yeah, please. No, I just, I just because I wanted to talk about that dialogue he had with that waiter, that the and the ex soldier. I'm like, the that was the that dial a log of destiny. Um, that was such a creepy conversation yeah. because he was yeah. like, that is like evil, you know. He, he's like, are you happy with your country? It's like, do you do you feel like you're so happy that you won? It's like you guys didn't win like that it's just like like you saw the seeds like you see like how evil this guy thinks and all that and that was so creepy ideology oh yeah the subtext asking yeah like, where where are you like from? where are you from like your people do you know your people yeah right it was, do you know <laughs> which obviously is pointing to the dynamic where it's a black uh right worker who's right the food so he's starting with that and yeah, I'm assuming that the worker puts together pretty quickly, this dude was a Nazi or is yeah. a Nazi. So he's pointing to that, and then he's asking him, "How do you feel about having won the war? Are you happy yeah. with your victory?" Something like that. Yeah, just kind of as, which is part of the whole Indiana Jones thing of like, why are we doing this in the first place? Kind of thing mm-hmm. where everyone's celebrating outside. I will say, my local subway stations getting a little shout out in this movie was fun. Oh where yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. A horse from 59th yep. to 51st. Yep. jumping between tr- like trains and then landing it was that was yep. cool my first question was are we going to see a horse on the subway i want to see that people are going to get kicked it's going to be real nasty that's not what happened instead we saw a horse on the subway tracks fantastic that to me was one of the best action sequences i've seen in recent years that was pretty good was a moment of old school indiana jones yeah but was that no that wasn't flashback that was him at current age, that was current that right? was current like yeah, yeah that was current age yeah and it, it was like he was running for his life, which he mm-hmm. was. They needed more of that attitude because I think part of the problem is he's sitting around a lot. Maybe Harrison Ford goes, you're not going to have me on a horseback the whole time. I'm not going to be running for yeah. speed. I'm going to be sitting on a plane. I'm going to be sitting in a can cups in a car. But when he's reacting to the events, like at that point, he's trying to not be captured, right? Yeah. Or killed, but I think captured in that one. That was cool to see him, his spirit animated. And it's not, but it's not adventure. It's not, he's going to seek adventure. He's running away from someone. He actually doesn't want to get pulled in the adventure so bad. Right. He goes to crazy lengths to get away from the bad guys, including chasing a train on a horse and then jumping the track. It was so cool. Yeah. But then he's like, okay, I did my part. Everyone got their little thrill. Now I'm mm. going to sit for the rest of the movie and get dragged around. At some point, I actually watched him kind of like half run, trying to catch someone around a corner, and it didn't look like running. Like they should have de-aged that a little more. It honestly made me sad. Which, sure, he's yeah. the actor's old. I don't even know that he like if he's doing this for love of the game or money or whatever. Great. I'm not trying to take work away from him. Nobody should be forcing him. Be like Harrison Ford. You got to do any joke. Like guys, yeah, did no. his time. He's yeah. But it did make me feel a little sad watching it. Like damn, Indiana Jones. He lost a lot of speed off of, off of his, his step. Um, yeah. Even just like from, he's been sitting for a long time. He's going to go into a run. And it's just, it's real clunky. Yeah. That, the, anyway, the, 
the horse scene early on, I enjoyed the, the, the moon day parade and there's all this excitement going on, but it's also kind of absurd. And that's what part of what the movies is getting at is that underlying tone of why are we even doing this? What's it for? Especially mm-hmm. if someone's about to turn back time and change the outcome of the future. Right. It's, it makes it a hard sell when you're in an audience now and we know how it's going to end. It's not happening, but we're all like, well, we bought a ticket. So can you give us a reason why things are like, why we should be doing things? Not just right. like, ah, I'm got to And it's, it gave me the feeling during it of like, I got to sit through the movie. I've got a long, it was not short. If this had mm-hmm. been like an 80, a 90 minute, 100 minute, like a pound for pound action packed adventure, yeah. I would have been more into it. There was moments where I was like, oh, got a lot of movie here. And I felt yeah. like I was sitting through it. Now it makes sense why I was feeling that way. Cause that's how the main character was feeling. Our hero was like, I'm going to keep sitting here. Yeah. Long for the ride, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, it definitely felt long in moments and all that. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll let's continue with like some of the other acting performances as well. Um, so we talked about Phoebe Waller Bridge um, again for what she was tasked to do. I thought it was such a great job, especially since we haven't seen her do action before, and she really dove into it. She like she really was all in, and I thought she did a great job with that. But at the same time, like I said, for me personally, I it made me also not like the character because one she was doing everything i wanted indy to do right and but at the same time her motivation was the opposite like she was more of a capitalist than indy is you know indy is all about the preservation of history and the respect of history she was doing most of it for the money and the gains of it all so it it, it kind of makes her character a little bit less likable she has a redeeming moment at the end where she like really shows her love for Indiana Jones and is trying to save him and protect him and kind of, I guess in a way protect the legacy that is Indiana Jones because we needed that in our, in, in the time that we're in and all that. So I, I, I kind of like that arc of hers um, towards the end there. Um, the kid, I didn't like the kid at all. I thought the kid was a what? little bit annoying. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I moments, but overall I thought it was good. Look, we got short round in Temple of Doom. That's like the perfect kid companion in all of the Indiana Jones movie. We got this kid who, for some reason, knows a lot of stuff, but we don't know why he knows a lot of stuff. Like, how did he know how to fly a plane or a semi-fly a plane or figure it out on the fly, so to speak? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. We saw him when we met the kid. He was studying to be a pilot. Like, he was right. No, I get that. He's like, like the flaps and, like, and all that. Yeah. He knew all the moves to do. Sure. He was like, I can't. I haven't flown one before, which they right now. Right. That didn't seem that far fetched <laughs> to me. The young upstart kid who wants to, you know, get a, out of his situation and like improve his lot in life and is obsessed with the idea of flying as, as an escape or whatever. I, I, I thought the character worked for me. I also part of that helped is that I'd, I really had a great time in Morocco last year and being back. Ah, uh, really OK, nice. right. And I right, felt like right. some sympathy for the kid in a way sure. of like, oh, he's cool. I, I This is a kid yeah. that I would like, yeah, um, respect the hell out of his little mm-hmm. adventure. So. Um, yes. No, I, I get that. I totally get that. Nicholson, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, which the quick aside on Phoebe Waller-Bridge, yeah. the career is so bizarre. It really is. One of the greatest TV shows of all time. Mm-hmm. 
transcendent as hell. And also, you said no action. I'm going to say Killing Eve, uh, but that's not a movie, right? Maybe that's what you're talking about. And then she's done. Is that is it called Killing Eve? Maybe I messed that up. No, I think it, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. But um, I didn't see it, so I don't know how much action is really there, if it's more like the background detective spy work. But other than that, um, she was in a big action-adventure movie, which we're going to play this trivia game now, I guess, because you should know this one. Um, Harrison Wait, Ford it, was in the original. Is she a, a voice of a character? Because that doesn't count. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. How dare you say that Solo... A Star Wars story isn't. Yeah, she is a voice of a freaking android. Yeah. (laughs) Don't say she wasn't in an action movie, my friend. Please. Um, uh, But yeah, weird career for her. And if she's doing cash grab, sure, do your thing. Make that money right now. And then at some point, get back to your art. Yeah. But also, if this is like, somebody was late, did like a little, it was a fun little article, like a layout of like the bizarre choices she's made since Fleabag. And I'm really curious what the future holds for her. That said, I really liked her in this movie. In fact, three different times, I, I there, there was basically empty theater, and I do it. I took a picture because I was sending someone like um, outfit ideas. Like it was mm-hmm. a really cool costume throughout the throughout the movie. Like it felt very like old school, like a Catherine Hepburn adventure madcap kind of movie role. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked her a lot in this. I'll say that. I don't necessarily want her to not be doing Fleabag. I kind of wish she kept, but also you can't just do that forever. So no. it's, a, it's a tough spot, I guess, after you make such a legendary product and become yeah. famous. I mean, you got to hand it to her because she's 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 opening herself up to explore a lot of these like new things that she hasn't done. I heard that she's attached now to possibly doing a Tomb Raider like series for Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. So what the article is actually based on was how it like, right. What is she doing? This is fascinating. Yeah. So it'll be really, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see like how that will play out and like how far invested she's going to be in something like that. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I don't discredit for what she did in this movie. I thought she was she was good. She definitely wasn't like a bad, bad, bad thing of the movie that made me hate the movie. Um, the, the only thing that also didn't work for me is that, you know, obviously she's British. So that dry British humor that she has a lot of. I never watched I never watched Fleabag. Fleabag so I'm not, you know, used to that stuff. And the the dry British humor is very hit or miss with me. So for me, it just it didn't feel like it fit in the movie, you know, where she's like little quick one liners or quick whips and all that. And I was just like, OK, this doesn't feel like Indiana Jones right now at this point. Um, but again, I don't discredit for what she did. Uh, she did a really good job. I don't want to see her continue on as the new Indiana Jones, in my opinion. I, I don't want to see that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, she could do better things with her time. And yeah, I, I'm not saying it makes the most sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, that would be that would be bizarre. That'd be a yeah. the fact that she's done so many different action IP where it's solo Star Wars story voice as the girlfriend bought what are they sorry droid of uh, Lando right amazing yeah um and then this movie and then also writing for for uh, James Bond fascinating right. choice right there. that's right and then yeah. now Lara Croft Tomb Raider just action IP stuff and if the, if she said that's where the money is I'm gonna spend five years 
reset the palette, all expectations out the window. No one is asking what, what what's your next TV show going to be, and then you know get her hundred million dollars and then do yeah. whatever she wants for the rest of her life. I, I respect that. I'm never trying to begrudge artists from getting their money while they can. Yeah. And, 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 you know, maybe she's taking notes from like other people she saw where it's like attach yourself to some of these high budget blockbuster type movies, make your money. And then that will help fund what you want to do, like your indie stuff and all that stuff. So I think that's like a perfect way to go. And if you have, if you could do it, do it, you know, yeah. um, it was nice to see Puss in Boots, uh, part of this movie too. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, was, was that a cameo? I don't think he was advertised in it. But I no, no, he 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 was advertised. He yeah, was. like okay. yeah, yeah. I didn't see that anywhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was nice to see his little little role there. I thought that was really cute. Again, another character that Indy has known for a long time that we were just introduced for the first time. So I thought that was nice. Um, I, I want to quickly talk about Boyd Holbrook because his career is also kind of an interesting one too, where he's worked with Mangold in the past. So I feel like this was another like, hey, I like working with you. I need someone who is just overly violent and wants to shoot everybody because that's basically what his character was. He just wanted to shoot and kill everybody. Um, and this was that was another thing I noticed about the movie too. It's like everyone that Indy knew died in this movie. It's like everyone in front of him died. Like the people that he worked with at the school got shot and killed, right? And then like everyone else that he went on an adventure with either died or something happened. It's like it, it, very violent for Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> for sure. Um, but Boyd was okay. You know, he's like one of those faces that you recognize if you watch enough movies and, and all that. But I don't know. I feel like I kind of want to see more from this guy instead of doing these type of roles. I don't know. Is it just me? It's the same in Narcos, which is where I right. first, he blew up for me. Um, I don't know how much he is capable of. I'm not trying to say he isn't, but I would love to see him have a script that isn't bang, bang. I gotcha. Yeah. You better watch out. Watch your six. Look around the corner. No, my <laughs> wife is leaving me because I spend too much time with my gun and my badge right. or whatever right. his dialogue is. Yeah. This project. Um, I would like to see him. I, I'm wondering if he could hold like a play or, you know, a, 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 a romantic lead in a movie or something. Mm. You could see he's got the looks and he's got like the, yeah. the charisma and the, the personality and charm for sure. I'm wondering if he has the chops. I don't mm. think that's been proven yet. But yeah, he could just be he could just be one of those guys that is just a good character actor and then maybe he's just stuck like that you know kind of like henchman number one or you know he'll always be like the the bad guy the right hand to the bad guy you know and and all that because uh in logan he was also kind of well in logan he was kind of the main villain sort of speak in, in that movie and but it, it didn't feel anything different from what we got him in here it's just this one was more quick to shoot, ask questions, never kind of guy. Um, so it, it was just really interesting to see it overall. Um, but yeah, um, I guess last thing we could talk about is some of the, the special effects and all that, because again, I think the charm of the original Indiana Jones movies were always like the practical usage of effects and building of sets and locations and, and all that. I definitely did feel like they, they took a better care of that here than they did with Crystal Skull. Yeah. Um, where it did feel a little bit more grounded, a little bit more realistic, sort of speak. Um, 
of course, certain scenarios are, you know, you can't be so much. So, like, you know, you're uh, train fighting and, you know, while you're on top of the train. I did like that horse scene, the the, the chase scene I thought was done really, really well. They did the best action set piece of the of the whole film. Yeah, I like, not I, even close, yeah, I think. I, I agree. It, better than I would even say the the car chase scene in Morocco. Like like I thought that that whole thing was a lot better handled better. Um but again, this could just be a me thing. But I I did I didn't appreciate the fact that I felt like we got a lot of action scenes for the sake of action. Like mm-hmm. I feel like in in the original Indiana Jones movies, we we definitely had our share of action moments, but they all were timed and served purposely based off yeah. of something that Indy had to do, or uh, or it was a, a a consequence of something Indy did that now he finds himself in a situation that he has to get out of. I felt like a lot of these were kind of forced in in a way. And the best way I could kind of explain it is like the Jurassic World movies that we get, where we had a lot of these action moments, but for what reason? And like it just for sake of action, I feel like at this point. And maybe that could be another like detriment to making a movie like this today, where maybe there there's a there's a need to do that all the yeah. time. I don't know. Audiences are desensitized. If you don't have my heart racing at this pace, then right. I'm not gonna recommend the movie to my friends. It might be some very basic version of that. Mm-hmm. When I'm thinking about it, I'm like trying to figure out like the chase scene, for example. If I recall, it happens because they kidnap the kid. Is that right? Um, or is, that, or is that what how they? Yes. Well, okay. So it, they're they're in they're in Italy, right? And they that's where the kid gets kidnapped. So that's one scene. That's a that's one action scene. The Morocco car chase was okay. because right. uh, Mads got the dial thingy and they're trying to chase him down for that and all. And then it becomes this weird like oh I, I, I'm trying to chase Mads but I'm also trying to chase Phoebe because she wants it for a different reason than I want it kind yeah. of thing like that like like okay <laughs> yeah. yeah i guess the other the only other action set piece i'll i'll shout out is in the beginning when yeah. he's on the train and it's uh-huh. young harrison ford yeah theoretically ai ford yeah um that that was cool watching anybody fight nazis on a train is just great i'm mm-hmm. always gonna enjoy it unless the nazis win then, then i have to reconsider sure um but that was a fun scene. And then there's a chasing there. Um, he steals a bike and there's someone in the sidecar and a Nazi or they jump on the sidecar and he hits a tree with it. Right. But it's still going. There was a couple. They had some good innovative action scenes, but they were all chase scenes in this. Yeah. One yeah. That were that were that heart pumping stuff. I, I, I think it's the reality of movies nowadays. Yeah. If it's slow enough, people aren't going to take it seriously. <laughs> as, as yeah. Yeah, and and I, I feel like that's unfortunate too because it's like I love I love the action beats that take place because they're busy trying to solve a puzzle, you know, like yeah, in a in a yeah. tomb or in a cave or in a castle or whatever the case is. But even then, there was always something that felt extra, which the old ones had sure. it too. It was like, oh, there's snakes now or spiders. Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah. one had a lot of that and a lot of very like. 
in the old ones you'd have like a lot of snakes sure but this mm-hmm. one was like so many eels such convincing technology or the i forgot what the bugs are called but like giant creepy crawlers in the cave yeah, yeah. um it was uh as if there always had to be something they got the audience you know yeah. freaked out and on the edge of their seats it it didn't feel earned in a few of those no and 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 i do feel like some of those moments were also nods to the original movies you know, like yeah. like the bug stuff. Like we saw that in Temple of Doom. So I felt like that was kind of like, oh, nice little callback to to something like that. Um, you know, and, and there was a decent amount of callbacks to the original films. You know, like like again at the end when when Marion comes back, and you know she does she does the whole thing that Harrison did to her while they were on the well, boat. He where says, he says, "Are you okay?" He says, "Everything hurts." Hurts. And she and she was saying. Uh, me too. And he goes, well, where doesn't it hurt? Right. And then she does the whole elbow oh. thing and like, which is very cute and very sweet, you know? Um, and then again, you got two people who are at that age of retirement and all that, and just kind of wanting to be together and, and, and everything. So very, very sweet. I, I will say that for sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's dial of destiny right there, pretty much in a nutshell. So, uh, I don't know if you have anything else you wanted to share about your thoughts on the movie or anything. My question after this movie, sure. I think Indiana Jones lost some of its substance or magnitude after the last two. Yeah. How does this age with Blade Runner, Star Wars and Indiana Jones? I'm not asking you to necessarily rank them. I think we could pretty. And I'm guessing ours are the same. But As... is this the lowest? Is this your least? I mean, I'm not going to ask favorite or favorite character or favorite franchise, but like, which I, I, I mean, the one that's what's the most influential is obviously star Wars. Right. And I'm going to go like a deep cut and say like Blade Runner technically in it's weird, but what's the best one. You know what I mean? I, I'm asking you to include your bias on it though. As, you, as far as like franchise or franchise that okay. support is a central character of all of them. Not necessarily who's your favorite character or what's Harrison Ford best at, but right. these franchises have all aged differently. Yeah. Right. But all of them have had Harrison Ford as an older man in the, mm-hmm. in a later installment of the franchise. Right. Is Indiana Jones the, the worst of them? If 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 we are to judge it based off of the stuff that we've got recently. I'm saying mm-hmm. include that in it. Right, the taste in your like the meal and the aftertaste. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, it makes sense. Um, I oh, I hate to say this, but I think it's second to worst. Indiana Jones is no, I hate yeah, this. yeah. I, I oh, I hate you, I you know, know why at the bottom of your list. Oh, which, which one am I putting at the bottom wait, of my actually, list? What are you putting on the bottom of your list? Because you might have a really hot take. Well, you tell me. What do you think I'm putting at the bottom of my list? Blade Runner. No, 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 no. I assumed, but then I, no. I wrap my mind around. You might be saying Star Wars. Yeah. If 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 I were to judge it based off the most recent iterations that we got, including TV shows, let's say, in, including TV I shows, just, the whole yeah. thing, yeah, yeah. Huh. But but it's also not safe Actually, to no, say. Let's only do the Harrison Ford ones, okay? So the yeah. movies, right? It's I yeah, it's that. yeah. If because oh. again, he has to be a part of it, but right. also he's not like a main part of the Star Wars. He's like he's like he's like 
a, thir- a tertiary character in the Star Wars, well, the original. One third of them, which I, maybe someone hasn't, someone's seen it. No, it's, it's true. His yeah. character is only shows up in one of them or more? Uh, I- in the new movies, in, in the new uh-huh. movies, he shows up twice. So he shows okay. up in one. Obviously, right. he dies, and he shows up as a ghost or or sure. kind of vision. In, sure. in... <laughs> I didn't yeah, yeah. So, so he's really only in one of the new ones. So if you were to, I, right? I guess that's. I don't want to get too nuanced with it, but I yeah. Force Awakens was really good, so oh, that doesn't drop the sure. the list if you stop it there. Harrison Ford's like he is a central character in the movie, right? Yeah. He almost makes a great choice by because I think it was kind of Hibbs doing saying I'll come back for one more, but you got to get me out of it. Well, and he's always wanted, back. yeah, he always wanted the character to die. You know, he wanted the character to die in the original trilogy, like in the original movies, but they kept it, it going because is, it says yeah. something about Harrison Ford. I think it's kind of what I'm getting at here. Indiana Jones, you can't have the character Indiana Jones die. I get it, but there's something to be said about the person who's willing to take a back seat or say, you know what, this is actually better and pure if I quit while we're on top kind of thing. I respect that. Whereas you can run a franchise into the ground. We've seen that with so many franchises and maybe it's revivable later, Mm -hmm. but I guess what I'm trying to get at is I think Indiana Jones is at the bottom of the list. If you end star Wars after force awakens in the equation and blade runner, there's only been two. So that's an easier, you have Blade, Blade runner number one. If we do it that way, yeah. If we do it this way, yeah, because I think I'm with you. That was because, gonna be my hot take. Was that Blade Runner yeah. the best of these? No, three? no, I agree because both movies wow. are very well done, you know, and both movies treated his character extremely well, especially like in 2049. He's older, but they explain it and they, you know, kind of yeah. extrapolated more from it, so it's it's believable and, and understandable. Right. Kind of similar to the Star Wars thing where he's like, you know what? I don't have to be the star. I'm just here. It's, yeah. Right. It might be better served if I'm not. Yeah. And I I wish, I guess, and you can't do that with Indiana Jones. You can't kill him off, right? You can't have him as like the fifth biggest character in the movie. But you can't keep doing this. I no. don't know that you get another, like it's going to be another flop 15 yeah. years after the last one. And they got a good director this time. Yeah. I don't know if it works, man. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it didn't work for me. Is this? Are we done after this? I think for now, the I think writing is on the wall that they can't do another Indiana Jones with this type of mentality and 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 having him come back. They they can't. You have to be in like a Sean Connery role. If and I don't right. even mean the main character. It'd be like or smaller even. If, <clears throat> he's a consultant. He's Rocky in Creed kind of right, thing. right, right. right. Is, yeah, there's 100% a lead actor that's name is not Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. or he says, you know, his grandkid something. He gets that that person's allowed to call themselves Indiana Jones. I almost I could be wrong, but going back in my memory, I thought that was kind of the plan with Shia was to like see if they could transition it over, and it just didn't work, so they didn't even get there. Yeah, it, it, that it was like that was in the in the cards, or at least an option. Yeah, afterwards. that was loosely in the plans um that that's why at the end of that movie they did a little kind of like tease where he tried to put the hat on and then harris was like nope that's mine you know so that was like a whole little like oh this could be it but he's not ready for that yet but they ditched that a a while ago and they kind of changed their mind and all that um i I think i think if they were 
if they were going to do another Indiana Jones movie, series, whatever the case is. The only thing that will work at this point is if they just stayed in the past, you know, kind of like yeah. like retell some of his adventures that he experienced and all that. Um, get a different actor, you know, to play it and all that. And then if you want to have him sitting in a cottage somewhere telling the stories to somebody by the campfire and then kind of like flash back to that big adventure, whatever the case is, then I think that's the only way it could work at this point, you know. I don't hate that he's explaining something, but someone, and then obviously you have to get Alden Aaron Reich to play young Harrison Ford. Because <laughs> I went so well last time. No right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, but I think if they do decide to do something, it's going to be a long while until we see it because I think this, this, whatever happens with this new movie is going to tell Disney and Lucasfilm something. And it's probably going to tell them that people are no longer interested in this type of Indiana Jones story. But who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know? We'll see how, how long Harrison Ford is around, too. Because this movie had a plane crash, and that man has been through. Oh, hell yeah. So yeah. hopefully we make it there. I'm honestly happier if, if it ends here. Yeah. I think I would rather do that rather than another world attempt, of course. But yeah, if it's a risk and, and the studio set, and of course they're going to do it if it's going to make them money, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like a winning bet to do another one. And you ended it, at least you can say, all right, we didn't do too, too many of them. Yeah. And he ended pretty happy back to where he was, wanted to be before. So yeah, yeah that's worth and, something. And then here's my hot take. And, and I'm curious to hear what you're going to say, because you just saw this recently. He's hotter I, now than when he was a young man. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. Like him and We're Helen Mirren when they did that Yellowstone series together. Woo! Talk about freaking porn, man. That is like the best shit I've seen. Um, sure ask, yeah. Any other hot takes while you're at it? Yeah, I think Crystal Skull is better than this movie. Re- so, Crystal Skull got a bad rap in real time. Yeah. When I rewatched, I was like, this isn't as bad as people said it was. People were disappointed. Yeah. Sure, that's different than it being actually really, really, really bad. Yeah. And then all everyone's like, oh, the Rotten Tomatoes score is a four. Let's see if we can get down to a three or whatever the hell happens whenever mm-hmm. people are disappointed by a big new franchise movie. This, yeah. It wasn't that bad. Rewatching it in later years after that time, because obviously I was disappointed when I saw it or confused, right? Of course. Watching it now, I understand what they were trying to accomplish in the movie. Um and I actually appreciate it a lot more so now. If anything, it still keeps the the charm and characters of the right. other Indiana Jones movies more so than I feel this one did. So that's why as of right now, in five years, ten years from now, when I rewatch Des- Dial of Destiny, we'll see how I feel about it. But right now, I think Crystal Skull is a much better movie than this one. This might, if if we're looking at this as a real final chapter, and if they'd said that and we knew that, yeah. I might actually be happier with it. We're like, okay, he got out, he got one more adventure. Yeah. You know, your dog is near the end of his life, and you get a really beautiful day in the park with it, and he he gets to do his damn thing, even though he's not really about it. Mm-hmm. It might make this movie might make more sense if later we know, oh, that was the real last ride. It's got a more beautiful ending than rather than being like. I hope I don't have to see this guy again because it makes me sad. If instead it's right. like, oh, this is a good last chapter of a book, almost like a yeah. prologue. That, this would be a, a decent, if there's 30 chapters of the Indiana Jones book, and then this is the, well, he got one more ride, and yeah. he got to you know have a happy ending. I wouldn't be too mad about that. 
But I, I think I heard you say that Crystal Skull is your favorite Indiana Jones movie, right? That's your hot take. Of all time. Of all time. It's your yeah. favorite movie. It, of of all time. Star Wars. It, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. It, it took over my uh, top yeah. list. Yeah. 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 You got to rewatch it. On the 15th rewatch, Crystal Skull is really good. That's it. That's it. Like, my, my entire uh, top four letterbox, I'm changing. <laughs> I'm, I'm switching them out. Uh, you're going to see Crystal Skull take over. It's going to be Lost in Crystal Translation. Skull, Crystal Skull, Crystal, uh, no, it's going to be Crystal Skull, Lost in Translation. Ridiculous. <laughs> um, to close things out, what did you rate this on, on Letterboxd since we're talking about it? 3.5. Okay. It's close to 4, but it was too long for that and too many yeah. dull moments. And same with Crystal Skull, 3.5. Okay. Um, I gave it a 3, but... Okay. I did say that if it wasn't an Indiana Jones movie, it would have been a two. That that's how I feel Great about it. Yeah. That's a good way to look at these two. Let's yeah. just pretend it wasn't Harrison Ford playing Indiana Jones. Yeah. No nostalgia at all. No. They just released this Bucky Thomas's adventures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Billy Joe's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not watching it at all. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. If this was like a, a zero, because I would not have oh. seen it. If yeah, if this was like a Liam Neeson, Gerald Butler type Ooh. of movie, I'll just yeah. be like, no thanks. Uh, uh-uh, I'm not going to. Franchises. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, are you actually good? Or are you really just doing it? Like, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, there, for sure. Closer to a. You gave it a three. Is closer to a two or closer to a four? Definitely closer to a two. No. Nope. So two point five is your. Yeah. Name. Got it. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. yeah. So you yeah. I'm not saying it is, but it, it would be a 2.5. If you Look, I, I, I think you just need to get over it. I'm not going to do halves. That's it. That's the bottom line. I'm doing solid no, numbers no, know, only. It's not a, a 2.5, but it would be if you did halves. Got it. Okay. Yeah, for I'd sure. I'm it to five is what I'm guessing. Okay, got it. So, um, not a half. No, not a half. No, it's, it's all five solid, baby. Solid foods, y'all. Um, But yeah, but... Again, as always with every episode and everything we talk about, we're so curious about what you think out there. So let us know your thoughts and comments of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. If this is something you've seen already or have not, just let us know what you feel about it. If you want to see it or if you've seen it, are you happy you did so? What are your favorite Indiana Jones movies? Or what are your favorite Harrison Ford-led franchise movies? Let us know all about that stuff in the comments below. Love to have conversations with all of you. But with that being said, this has been this week's episode of Movie Time. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us with our indie talk. Before we head out, Blake, where can people find you online? Go to Letterboxd, where my username is last name Wolf, where I gave Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny three out of five stars. Nice. 3.5. Sorry, I do, do halves. 3.4. Yes, he, he does do the halves as opposed to me, who is all about the solid foods, baby. But yes, you could find me also on Letterboxd, Low Key Geek. And of course, same thing on Twitter, Instagram, most importantly, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. If you haven't done so yet, show your support, follow, subscribe like this video um, or like this yeah like this audio version of the video uh, if you want full unedited versions video versions of this episode and other episodes we will be opening up a membership tier on YouTube for you to kind of show your support that way too where and uh, as a little nice treat you'll get unedited versions of these episodes available for you to view and watch whenever you feel so uh, I'll let everyone know when that is available uh, so that you could start uh, showing your support that way another great way to show your support is by 
checking out any of our affiliates that we have in the description of this episode. You may find something awesome for yourself or for a loved one. By participating, you'll be helping support this channel at no additional cost to you. But if any of those options do not work for you, let us know what you're interested in. And then maybe I could find a way to talk into some of those partnerships and you know provide better products for all of you to indulge in and uh, show your support that way as well. So all that out of the way. Again, I've been Renee. This has been Blake. This has been Movie Time. Stay cool, stay classy, stay safe. We will catch you all in the next one. All right. Peace out, y'all. Bye-bye. As we ride off into the sunset. Dun, 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 dun.